Welcome. We are Geek Girl Soup. There is no show we cannot binge. There is no genre that we reject. The internet asks us to bring opinions to the podcast. Geek Girl Soup accepts. I'm Susan. I'm Kelly. I'm Court. And we have a very special guest today. You might know him as the reader of all books. We know him as Petraeides. (laughs) (laughs) Or you could just call me Pat. That's fine. Okay. Welcome back. (laughs) Back from our many Game of Thrones podcasts in the past. Yes. Yes. Now here to school us on all things June. That's right. No, no, not to school you, just to enjoy and, and share our love of dune and you know and yes it's, it's all good it's all good everyone has yes. like a really really good background and, and uh, the book but you're the only book. one here who's read the book um, i read it years that? and years ago okay, okay. oh yeah, okay I, I but i read i read the book recently just to get okay uh, kind of get prepped for the uh for the movie uh, and i've read i have not read all of the frank herbert dune books but i've read most okay. of them um, okay. But I've not read any of the the Brian Herbert books because I just I can't be bothered with with nonsense, you know. <laughs> that, that's, that's that's my opinion. <laughs> okay. And also wanted to let you guys know that we're doing a spoilery podcast in regards to the movie. Um, we we did a preliminary non spoilery uh, chat on our regular podcast uh, this week, and. So we're just going to jump right into spoilers. So if you haven't watched the movie, pause the podcast, go watch it, and then come back and listen to the rest of this. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> so here we go. Pat. Welcome back. Yes, welcome back. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Pat, we didn't get your preliminary take on it on the other day, but because you weren't with us. But <laughs> so tell us what what you thought of the movie overall. Oh, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought, um, you know, I, I had been really anticipating it for so long, and I, I read the I read the book when I was in high school, and so and I had my dad read it, and so he and I both went and saw uh, the 1984 one. And I, I'm not going to bag on the 1984 David Lynch one, but but I didn't feel it was the best adaptation. And so, and a lot of it had to do with like some like the visuals, but there's other things. So everything that I saw in production for uh, the recent movie, I was very excited for. Uh, anyway, so, so it made me feel good going in. And I also proved that they, 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 could, they weren't going to do the entire book in one movie because I felt that the book is just too big for one movie. But I was, I was yeah. comfortable with it only being like half the book. So, so a lot of my expectations were met. And in some ways, I was surprised. I was even, I mean, there were some things that they did, I felt, were very good and mm-hmm. some changes they made I felt were, were very good um, for the movie so I, I enjoyed it I enjoyed it a lot okay and and I recently watched or re-watched the uh, 1984 movie and yeah there were there were a lot of a lot of things about that that after seeing the current one the 2021 just like ooh, <laughs> some well, of that was I mean, rough <laughs> right and you know and i still feel that you could probably call the lynch movie a masterpiece I, I don't like it but 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 it's it's like it's an amazing work uh i just don't think it was the best adaptation 
Mm-hmm. So, and, mm-hmm. and there were some really strange choices, I think, that they made for, for that yeah. movie. Yeah, but I'm, I'm glad that, th- that it was remade now with the better visual effects and, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> and, and they were able to uh, spread it out and take more time for everything. So they didn't have to like insert all the voiceovers and things like that, it's that like. And, so, and, and I have a, a question about that. So Kelly, so you've not read the book. What, what, did you have like any advanced knowledge about Dune going in? No. Um, and I, I really didn't remember anything from the David Lynch movie except okay. uh, Spice. Um, yeah. That, and, and what is um, uh, Stellan Skarsgård, the emperor? No, um, he's, he's Baron Okay, Harkonnen. I didn't think so. Right. Okay. So I remember that he could float mm-hmm. and right. yeah. that he was cruel. Yeah. and huge so that that's really all i remembered and the worm the worms i remember that yeah now the design so of the it. worms hmm. yeah and and something uh someone a friend had written on facebook about one uh type of people they were supposed to have what yellow eyes is that right no then they lied. Y'all are looking at me like I, no. I mean, I, I, or sclera, I, I, yellow sclera. I I don't want to say that they were lying to you. I just don't recall a people who were yellow eyed per okay. se. But okay, uh, I mean, like it, it, famously, the spice makes your your eyes blue. The the, the sclera and right. the, uh, the irises, um, and they're it, you know, and maybe the. Benny Tlaxlu have yellow eyes, but I, I I don't want to say that. So it's yeah. been too long since I've read the later books, but uh, yeah. uh, that, that so might have been it. something, yeah, from, from one of the other books. So that's interesting. I mean, maybe it's accurate and just some tiny detail that they got stuck on. And so it's someone who ended up adoring this, the Denis Villeneuve movie, oh, adoring it. Mm-hmm. and and said that she was hesitant to watch it because of the eye thing really wow yeah but ended up absolutely adoring it does eye stuff like generally creep her out or something i don't know she wanted it to be accurate okay and so gotcha. if someone was supposed to have yellow sclera then she wanted them to have yellow sclera <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. I, I've seen a lot of um, on Twitter. I, I've, I've been watching like people's reactions, and I know there are a lot of people who have, who had not read the books and who have seen the movie and were very happy with it, which I felt good because the the, the book is very dense, and there's a lot a lot of stuff happens in people's heads. I mean, there's like a lot of th- everyone is thinking and thinking and thinking going on, and you know, and there are some kind of like you know nods to like what's going on visually, but you know, but they they don't express what's going on there's very little exposition really in the the movie and so that people enjoyed it without having to know like what's going on per se i felt was good that that i mean and there might be some things that in part two they can possibly backfill uh and talk about but but i but the reaction seems to be very good overall so as a, yeah. as a book reader i was happy that non-book readers could enjoy the movie mm-hmm. and i 
And that's one of the things that I, that I found with the, you know, sorry to compare these again, going back and, and watching the Lynch version, it felt too, I mean, with the voiceovers and everything explaining, you know, what they were thinking, it's like, well, you know, when I watched the the 2021, that's what I was thinking, you know, so I didn't really need the characters telling me that, <laughs> you know, but, I, you know, I, I loved it back then when I saw it in 84. So, you know, sure. who cares? <laughs> Had you read the book before you saw the 84 Lynch movie? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I had a friend who had uh, that I worked with who would always try to argue with me that the movie is really good. And I was being like, you know, too, too stubborn as a book reader. It's like, oh, no, it wasn't, you know, it's it's not my dune. You know, they, they loved it. You know, and I can't, and I can't tell them that their experience is invalid. I just, I'm like, oh, but dude, you know, dude, there are no sound guns in dune, you know, just don't do that. It's weird. <laughs> Yeah, with I, I don't remember the voiceovers. It's been that long since I've seen the Lynch version. But the acting in this was just so good mm. that I just can't imagine having voiceovers for it. You know, Oscar Isaac and Timothy Chalamet in particular, the, the two of them. And I, I'm forgetting his mother, the actress who plays his mother. What's her name? Rebecca, Rebecca. Ferguson. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, Court, what did you think about them? Oh, my God. Oh, God. This movie was so epic. It's overused. But I feel like like this is like one true place where you can say something was epic. Um, I saw the the Lynch version years and years ago. I don't didn't really remember too much of it. I remembered Kyle McLaughlin and, of course, the blue eyes. And um, like the not clumsy, but like the shielding um, effect that that was in that oh particular gosh. movie. Yes, God, yes, <laughs> it was. Yes, so much updated now. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh my god! Talk about oh polygons. And, and also, yes. it was it was really uh, it gave such good visual information because when yeah. the shield was working and it was blocking an attack, it would be blue. But then mm-hmm. when it was breached, it would go red, which was bad. And yeah. so you, you could see what was happening in a fight with the colors kind of like moving on. Yeah. I, I thought that was brilliant. I thought that was yeah. so well done. And also yeah. in a way, I thought it was it, like when Duncan Idaho, when, when he was in that, in that fight there, I thought it was red because he was injured. And that was yeah. like the blood on the inside of the shield. Or, but yeah, obviously, yeah, it had been breached. <laughs> yeah. but yeah i thought they did they did the shields really well yeah yeah and i what i appreciated about the shields is like it, it wasn't completely like hey you have the shield now you're gonna be invincible i like that there was the ability to pierce this the shield with either the hunter seeker which was an amazing scene oh. um or like when they were doing their like their their um their battle like what, what was um Bro, josh brolin's name gurney Gurney, Gurney oh my god I was worried that he was going to be like a traitor or something (laughs) Um, I I was because like the way he played the the character like it could have gone either way that, that's so good because that's what Paul was thinking in the in the okay. book. You know, you okay. know, you know. Okay, he, okay. You know, Gurney was just trying to teach him like a, a dramatic lesson, and Paul was like, "Wait a minute, is, is he like for real?" You know, and it, yeah. it was very tense. It was a very tense moment in the book for, for them. So it mm. communicated well for you uh, in your experience watching the movie. 
Yeah. Um, cool. And I just thought like all the different characters that had that relationship with Paul, like th- those relationships were so well established, um, mm-hmm. established, like, like his relationship with his dad, like you would think that the Duke would be like portrayed in a certain way. And like, he would have certain expectations of his son and like, Oh my God, Oscar Isaac just played this character entirely <sighs> so well. Um, like from like the moments uh, like we first saw him like giving that oh um, and then of course uh, like the end like the final moment like that one stray tear that came down um, like when he knew he would he would have to kill himself and just the thought that his family was gone yeah he, he oh he killed it <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, Jason Momoa generally when I watch movies with Jason Momoa in it I think oh, okay, Jason's doing such a great job. Jason looks awesome. Like Jason makes an awesome Aquaman. Watching this movie, I kept thinking of him as Duncan Idaho. I don't know if it was the fact that they kept referring to him as Duncan Idaho, mm-hmm. or like because he did just such a good job with it. And I was reading something earlier where um, Jason didn't think he did well, um, like when placed up against everyone else that he was in the movie with he just mm. felt like he was the lesser of and i i just thought he did an awesome job i, I thought he was so he was so good as duncan idaho because it because duncan idaho is this character in the books that just kind of shows up late after everyone has been thinking about him or talking mm-hmm. about him you know because it's not like there's like that scene where where Paul like wants to go with him, it's 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 like mm-hmm. it's kind of like you know, he's been totally yeah, Duncan's up part of the advanced team, but but Paul in the books just like loves Duncan, you know, like he he has these yeah. all these admirable thoughts about him, and so we finally do meet Duncan pretty much coming in with Stilgar, and then soon after Duncan gets gets killed you know, during like all the chaos, and I'm like, man, this is like a really good character. They just kind of like bump mm-hmm. him off, and he had like such a short amount of time in the book, but clearly he was really meaningful to Paul, and so. The fact that the movie could kind of like expand on that and bring Duncan in, so we could see, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, Paul clearly like just thinks Duncan's awesome, yeah. And so, you know, and mm-hmm. he, and he was. So I I enjoyed everything that they did with Duncan. I thought mm-hmm. that was yeah. really well. So and I yeah. loved how how Jason Momoa played him. That there was no braggadocio or bravado. He he was chill. Mm-hmm. And and his relationship with Paul was just outstanding. I mean, the way he played it, you know, it was like a so genuine and yeah, it was and, very and there's, a, and there's, a, there's a nice touch because they established this whole, you know, Duncan's like, oh, Paul, my boy, you know, and he's like yeah. all like, you know, bro, bro on, bro this, and then oh. and then the Duke is dead and. Paul has the ducal senate ring and, and Duncan does this, you know, my duke, you know, and he like, you know, kneels to him, you know, and it's, it's a, yeah, there's this transitional type thing going on because a lot mm-hmm. of stuff happens that, you know, with the duke's death and the, the defeat of the Atreides that Paul is kind of like elevated up. And that's one of those relationship elements that changes between him and Duncan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if everything looked really good. I mean, everything had this like really nice stylish look and I was so impressed with, just like the the spaceship that comes down from mm. the guild, you know, ship. The two landing crafts that we see, the one bringing down the Imperial Herald of the Change, and then the landing craft that brings the uh, the Bene Gesserit to, uh, mm-hmm. to do the test for Paul. And, and, and well, you know, there's a lot of 
things flying around and putting down landing <laughs> legs and landing. I mean, I mean, it's a very gearhead type movie, but but it all looks so good. It all looked mm-hmm. like, like it was a real thing, not yeah. you know, not just something cooked up on a computer somewhere. It looks right. looks so good. And I was yeah. thinking about the the what ornithopters. Yeah. Yes. And it's like, oh, wow, what a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Those were too cool. Yeah. Yeah. You just, you just couldn't tell. I, I couldn't tell that anything was a special effect. Right. It's just amazing. It's yeah. Like that could really totally believe exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, At where least are it they had now? to be. Yeah. It, it, it had to be physically real. You know, mm-hmm. maybe they just, animated it to make it look like it was fine but those have to be real sets they had to have a thousand people there and i know that what about the worms oh totally real yes yes they didn't use cgi for anything it was all too good now okay the only well yeah the only thing i have to say is that sure it looked real because as a person who as part of my job i do brazilian wax uh-huh. It looked like something I would see while I'm doing waxing. <laughs> yeah, <everyone laughs> if you know what I, I mean. I, I mean, yes. I, I, I know what you're alleging. Um, yeah. a, a, lot, a lot of people, a lot of people have commented that like, oh, the, the the worm looks kind of like a like you know. I'm sorry that the worm is you know making you think of that. <laughs> the way it is. A lot more than the ones from 1984. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> even yeah. Though it's it's hard to design a worm oh and a worm mouth a giant worm you know the big, yeah. the big giant orifice with yeah. yeah hairy teeth yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> vagina know? dentata yeah. Yes. yeah i mean yeah. it's probably anatomically if you compare it to an earthworm it's probably correct mm-hmm. so we've just never seen them like that <laughs> All the more reason for them to treat the worm with such reverence. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yes. This is the second time in a couple of weeks we brought up vagina. Or Aquafina. Oh. Well, she was not in this movie. Sorry. No. Yeah. <laughs> Back to okay. Dune. Back to Dune. Um, how about the voice? Ooh. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and pretty much all the all the sounds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know Kelly and I watched it with headphones, and uh, it it was incredible. Just mm-hmm. everything the the music, the sound design, all of it. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, along with along with the voice, uh, I watched it with subtitles on, and so I, yeah. I know that I know that whenever they were using the voice, that we would get like the the audio description on the screen of like you know distorted voice. But uh, but one thing that I enjoyed similarly is uh, the amount of sign language that they were doing. Um, and of course, Fab Close Captions, it would say, oh, sign language, you know, and then yeah. there would be like the text that's part of the movie. But, but I thought that was so good because w- one of the characteristics of, of the book is that people would be saying something and their language is saying one thing, but then there is like a coded message in what they are saying also uh, mm-hmm. that, you know, the Atreides battle language is being spoken while they're having a dinner conversation. And so mm-hmm. for them to have this, you know, this like you know, sign language, you know, giving information that was so good, you know, and, you know, mm-hmm. it was, it was Lady Jessica alerting her guard when, 
shout out Maeve says as the knife, that was one thing, but when Paul and Jessica are, are captured by the Harkonnens and she is giving Paul you know, instructions you know, by sign language, that was so good. I mean, that was so yeah. good. So I thought that was, that yeah. was well done. And mm-hmm. having the Harkonnens speaking their own language where you, the radio would be speaking Harkonnen, then there would be like you know, <laughs> something done and speaking Sardaukar. I, I, I mean, that gives like a like a realism to the movie mm-hmm. when there is multiple languages in use. I mean, yeah, we, we I just love know that. that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was so funny that Paul's mom did not acknowledge at all that he did a good job using the voice. She just said. <laughs> your tenor was too forced or tone yeah. was too forced, whatever. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and fine. Right. He needs to improve. He, he needs <laughs> yeah. to work on it, but he yeah. succeeded in that moment. He saved he both did. of their lives. Yeah. He did. And that goes back to like the, the top of the movie where we saw that first scene with them at breakfast and he asked her, Hey, can you, can you hand me this water? And she's like, nah, use the voice. Yeah, make me yeah yeah (laughs) and um like i was i saw this in the movie theater the first time and like that moment like everything felt like it slowed down um like right before the voice like came and like you you focused in on on paul his face and like just like before the voice came oh my god like i just i can't describe like the feelings i had watching this movie i can't i have never been so happy watching something and it's wild like and like what you were going back to what you were saying Kelly one second um like when he did like make the cup move he, he used the voice in her and she pushed the cup but she didn't push it all the way and mm-hmm. um like you said she didn't give him full credit for you know having like used the effect on her <laughs> like because mm-hmm. you didn't use it like to your full uh, potential well, like she wanted yeah. to push him to his full I potential I guess because she knew what was coming to but yeah would it affect her the way that it affects other people because she has that right. power also and she probably knows how to resist right. it if she needs to right that's what i was thinking yeah, yeah. okay yeah you really like the uh, the voicing court i really liked uh, the gom jabbar scene where the reverend mother was was had paul's hand in the box oh. i mean yes. i mean that was such a tense scene you know and that's it's like the first scene in the book and so mm-hmm. you know and i thought that the the you know give credit to the lynch movie it also i thought did a well good job with that but but charlotte rampling was so good i mean i mean i mean everything about the benny jesuit i thought was like really well done i mean yeah you know that you know they have these these like you know crazy robes with the cool hats and so mm-hmm. so there's like a whole like you know nun sisterhood look to them and also a witchy look to them and mm-hmm. so it's like it was so good so good and like the veil is so good i, I, oh, I, I loved all of that yeah, I mean, and Charlotte Rampling is just awesome. So yeah. they they need the costume Oscars, the cinematography yes. Oscars, the sound, sound. Oscars, the, you know yeah. everything pretty much. Clean sweep. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. and this is just the first one That's out right. that That's is right. up for anything. We've got others that haven't been released yet. Yeah. Well, I, they're they're starting production on the second one. Yeah, but I mean I'm this sure. season's Oscars. I mean this season's Oscars. Okay. Yes. Well, sure. Yes. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll give yeah. it to Dune. I know. I know. They can I go will, sit down. It probably. It probably will. But yes, it, there it, is. It will, it will Matrix be an, Resurrections. That. 
we'll have some oh, sound yeah. and cinematography. Yeah, it will. And visual okay. effects. Mm-hmm. Um, it, will, it will be don't an honor look up, if, Mike. If Dune is just nominated, it will be an honor for Dune to be nominated. So yeah, that will that okay. will be great. But I'm see. expecting some wins for it, and yeah. I'm expecting some acting nominations too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, which acting? Uh, Oscar oh. Isaac. Okay. I mean, maybe not because he didn't do. I, and I don't know actually. And is anyone a lead actor in it? Timothy. True. Yeah. yeah. True. Oscar Isaac's probably supporting. Yeah. 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 All right. So Timothy Chalamet, maybe. Rebecca Ferguson would be more of a lead than a supporting, but that's uh, true. But, but I do appreciate what you're saying about about Oscar Isaac. So Chalamet could be Mm -hmm. nominated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it'll be nominated for all the things. Best picture. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Just not any spirit awards. (laughs) <laughs> no. No. <laughs> uh, it I think it surpassed the budget by a couple bucks. Mm, yeah. I think so. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, so what, was it uh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Susan. Oh, I, I was just gonna ask, what was its original uh release date supposed to be? It was like sometime last summer, maybe summer twenty twenty or I, I, I think that they were they were planning it for like like November or December of twenty of twenty twenty. Okay. I think I think that that was the original yeah. thought that it would be mm-hmm. like because you know like the Thanksgiving Christmas season is like a a big time, um, but but in fact, in fact I'm 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 pretty sure that's what it was because I was already making plans to buying a ticket to not see it in the theater. I would just buy a ticket for it because I would I would wanted to throw money at it without risking myself before the yeah. vaccines mm-hmm. so uh, uh but it, but it kept on being pushed back and pushed back yeah 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 december 18th pat oh okay yeah. great That's, great thank you for okay. looking that up so, so so i i saw it on at home on hbo max and so i and, and lisa and i are, are planning on seeing it in a theater at some point um because the the theatrical experience i think would be outstanding yeah. i mean just like yes. you know you know, making me cry type of outstanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, 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 was there anything in the movie that that um, that like surprised you in particular? Mm-hmm. So, Susan, you've read the book. Was there anything as a book reader that surprised you, even though you don't remember the book? Yeah, I mean, since I don't remember it, then <laughs> okay, it's all a surprise. Answer. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what the Duke dies? They can't kill Oscar Isaac. No. <laughs> right. We've been trained well to drones, that. <laughs> you know, yeah. anyone can kill off anyone. Yeah. 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 Nothing surprises me like that anymore. Yeah. Almost nothing. Yeah. I, I was pleasantly surprised um, by uh, the planetologist, Dr. Liet Kynes, who, who's a, a perfectly per, per, perfect character in the book. It, it's not a problem. But, uh, but she got to go out quite like a badass. And I, and I was surprised um it, it in the books it is less clear what's going on that that you know she is there to be like a referee between you know the Harkonnens leaving and the Atreides showing up but has been given the orders you know, not to do anything and so for them to kind of like straight out say it is good I mean I mean I thought that she had like a good arc in that 
you know, she was there and she was like, was like, look, you know, all I see is you got some old equipment. I, I don't see the sabotage. I don't know what you're talking about, you know, and then, mm-hmm. and then, you know, she's pressed on it and, and, she, and she admits that, look, you know, you know, I, I know what's going on, but the emperor has told me not to, not to interfere, mm-hmm. uh, but then she is going to interfere anyway, because uh, even though she talks about like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't believe in this like superstitious stuff. She does. And she believes Paul is, you know, is, uh, is relevant because of the superstition that has been implanted in them by the Bene Gesserit, mm-hmm. but she is going to help them. And uh, I know that Liad Kynes dies in the books. So I was waiting for, for the death, but she's sending them off an ornithopter. She is going to summon a worm and ride out of there. And I'm like, this is awesome. I'm going to see her get on a worm and ride off. Oh, and she'll die at some point, you know? And, and, and then before we get to see that, he gets he gets stabbed by the soda car, but yeah. you know she she attracts the attention of the worm, which gets them all, and that's great. I mean, yeah. like you know that is so good. So, yeah, and sorry. I, good. I was gonna say, and I, I totally didn't catch the fact that she was going to ride a worm until my second rewatch, because later we see Paul um, seeing someone else, um, right. like one of the Fremen, like riding a worm, like yeah. with the hooks that she had been using. Yeah, like, oh! Because she just pops out yeah. the hooks, the maker hooks for, yeah. for crawling up the side of a, yeah. a worm. Yeah. She gets, uh, she gets ambushed. Yeah. yeah, I didn't and realize I, that I, the first time yeah. either. Yeah. And I was and, disappointed. She, I enjoyed her character. Like all the people we lost, I enjoyed so much. So, t- tell me we're getting more people that I'm going to enjoy. <laughs> I, yeah, I would hope so. I'm sure we yeah. will. And I hope they do the 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 writing a little differently from the from the first one because I mean it looked really painful for the worms too, and that's one of the things you know. It's like oh. You don't want to hurt this animal that you're riding. <laughs> well, I mean, not to not to not to break your heart, but uh, the the way you get them to steer them is that you have to use the hooks to open up a ring segment, and sand yeah. gets in, and the worm doesn't like that, and it kind of rolls, and that's how you get them to steer. So, oh, I just know. Think of how massive they are. Sad. Like they are massive beings, and maybe they don't feel it quite like that because they're just that big. There just you like go. A little print prick. Uh, there you go. I, I like that rationalization, Corey. Okay, I try. All right. So this this may be a stupid question. Uh What is Dune? We hear Stellan Skarsgård say when he's floating up, "My Araxis, my my Dune, Arrakis." Sorry, Arrakis, my Dune. What's Dune? It's not a dumb question, but Dune is just the nickname for Arrakis. Oh, because okay. it's a desert. It's a desert planet. But no, that's not. That's not a. It's not a dumb question. So, do do we know that from the book or from the movie? Um, I don't think that they make that clear. Um, in the movie, maybe it's just that I, I have so that. Either. I have that internalized okay. knowledge that that they. It, it's always Paul's always thinking of of Arrakis as Arrakis Dune Desert Planet. Um, it's okay. just the nickname. It's the nickname okay. for uh, for Dune, but, but uh, for okay. Arrakis. But 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 that's a it's a it's a reasonable question, and okay. I am curious what things that I know that I assume are like revealed in the movie that uh, it, it's not. It's just all in my head. So it's always good to kind yeah. of hear that brought out. Yeah, I mean, like the spice, and you know knowing things like the spice must flow, you know, that's, it's just been in the back of my head for, you know, a hundred years. So. Right. 
So, so I need to clar- good, good. Go ahead, Pat. Oh, so no, I was just going to ask you guys for clarification. Um, that scene when the when um, the Duke dies, um, he sets off that poison. How does the Baron survive? Like, I've been hearing different, like, he people saying different up. things. Did he turn no. on the shield or... So no, like, I, think, I know he flew up, but he, what, yeah, did he, he turn on the shield he, or he turned off the shield? He turned on his shield. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but what he did was, but you would think that because gas is relatively slow compared to like like a bullet will bounce off a shield, but a, a, a dagger will stab you. Uh, you would think that gas would get in because the shield lets you breathe. Um, what the shield is, it kept him from getting the gas immediately, and then he floated to the top of the room because of. In theory, the gas was heavy enough they didn't get up there, and so that's why he, right. he survived. Right. right. So, so, so the so the doctor Doctor Yui's plan to kill the Baron unfortunately failed. Um, just got everybody else. Yeah. And there's there's a very famous scene from the <laughs> from the second half of the <laughs> the other uh, the the other one that I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to that. With Dave Batista, yeah, mm. yeah, cool. So I, I was going to ask you all how you felt about like the visions that Paul was having. Did that you felt that it kind of communicated what was going on, or did you feel that it was like too allegorical or or, or too trippy? No, I was fine with it. I mean, I feel like there is still a mystery there, and when Zendaya said. I don't know her name. Um, at the Chani, end, Chani, yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Uh, this is just the beginning. Then, yeah, I took this movie to be the beginning. You know, the the setup to yeah. some meat that's coming next, and yeah. that his visions are, I guess, alluding to, or yeah, what's maybe foretelling what's mm-hmm. coming in the next movie. And that's and why I'm it was, fine with that. Yeah. That's why it was surprising that they didn't do, you know, film it all at once, both parts yeah. at once, because yeah. it's like some of what he's seeing isn't that going to be in the, you know, in the second yeah. half. I, I suppose they did all their filming and then they had post production to be done. And that's when COVID shut everything down. Yeah. So I think that's why they didn't you know, film the next movie. Okay, um, so they would have been working on it then. Okay, I, I would. I think that would have been fun because then it would have been mm-hmm. fun if, like, next year we saw the second part. Uh, but, but but talking about the visions, one thing that I enjoyed. Uh, oh, there's like a lot of like the apocalyptic type stuff, and lots of burning and so on. It's fine, but from a very practical point of view, what I enjoyed was Paul was having these visions. And like when he was flying the ornithopter into the, the storm and then there was this like Fremen talking to him and he's like, mm-hmm. you just got to chill and kind of go with it. Well, that's the Fremen that he kills at the yeah. end of the movie. That's Jamis. And, and then like later on, you know, Paul is having these kind of like, you know, like after effects, like psychic vision type stuff where, you know, he's hallucinating a mouse, you know, a little desert mouse talking to him. And then there's Jamis like in the background and he's like, you know, and he's hearing these voices of, you know, follow your friend, you know, this is the friend, and, you know, and, and, and Jamis is, is kind of like imparting Fremen knowledge to him, and I really enjoyed that, mainly because, you know, in the book, there's not that kind of situation going on, but, but Paul, you know, it does have to fight Jamis, 
and in killing him, you know, he's like accepted into the Fremen, but also um, he then gets responsibilities and there's, he, he is responsible for, you know, the people who are left behind that Jamis had been taken care of later on. And so later, later in the books, there's a funeral for Jamis and everyone speaks on Jamis's behalf. And, you know, Jamis was a guy who had saved everyone's life at one point or had done this and everyone was reminiscing. And then Paul, you know, refers to Jamis as his friend, he taught me how to kill. And, and then Paul has like, a, it's very emotionally affecting for Paul, but also for the friend and, and also for the reader. And so in a way, Jamis is like, like the sacrifice that is made for Paul to be accepted into the Fremen, he is like the bridge that brings Paul in. So for the movie, they literally have this like vision of Jamis, you know, partaking Fremen knowledge to the Paul, which will later on like bring him in, you know, to the Fremen. And that actually was a thing that happened in the duel because right before the fight with Jamis, Paul has like a vision of Jamis killing him. Mm-hmm. And Paul goes down and Jamis like kneels down with him and there and there's like a it's a very like ritual like important like honoring the fallen type of thing so that when paul kills Jamis, he does that he does that and so it's like it's like he'd learned that from Jamis from this vision of Jamis. and i thought that was great because then it it helped grease the wheels to getting him in among, among the fremen because they knew he, he was not their guy he knew he didn't know what was going on because he was he was you know giving Jamis a chance to surrender and, and that's like no 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 you know yeah, that's that's something we don't do in our fights to the death. You know, it's to the death. So, so Paul then so Paul blunders in this way, but then at the end of the fight, it's like a perfect fremen moment for him. Uh, so, anyways, I appreciated them giving this kind of like metaphysical <coughs> to Jamis that we didn't really get in the book, and I mm-hmm. I appreciate it all because I I like Jamis as a as a concept, and it made it work for me even more in the. That's very cool that that's mm-hmm. different from the book. And yeah, I, I certainly liked that part in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. That gave him more import, his mm-hmm. character. Yeah. Because otherwise, Jamis is just like the Draco Malfoy bully type of character. Mm-hmm. And, you yeah. know, but, but he's, he's more relevant than, than just, yeah. uh, than just that. So that's good. Yeah. How did you like uh, Javier Bardem as Stilgar? Oh, wow. Loved him. Yeah. Yeah, the best, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, Lisa has read the books. Yeah, you know, we we both read the books, and she she knows the story well enough. And so when Stilgar comes into like the council, to, you know, Duncan has brought him to meet the Duke, you know, and he comes in, and he's you know, and, and he's like, he's all business, you know, and Gurney's trying to tell him to like, you know, show respect to the Duke, and right. he's like rolling his eyes, and you know, the fact that he's got blue eyes, and he's kind of like in the dark, but. His eyes, you know, are so dramatically blue for that. The eye rolling works even better. But he does the <laughs> spitting on the table, and Lisa makes me gasped because she had just forgotten that that's like a thing, you know. Like you know, like I will show respect to you by giving you some of my water, you know. And of course, you know, when I read the book the first time, it was like <gasps> a, a moment because like some dude just spit on the table. That's not good. You know, and then that's when Jason Momoa just like rolled in so well. It's like, hey, no, it's cool, guys. It's cool. Everyone, everyone. Mm-hmm. You know. Different culture, different meaning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so he yeah. was so good. I thought he was so good in that role. I'm looking forward to um, Because he's always great. But yeah, in this particular. And, and when he's talking about, 
that uh, Paul and, and Jessica are worth more dead because of their, the water in their bodies. And yeah, yeah. it's just so pragmatic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then he's like, he's like, yeah, the kid will keep because we can maybe we can teach him to do something. You know, we'll we'll, we'll find a use for him. Like, no, nah, we'll just we'll just kill you and take your water. And then she and then she just like pones him. She just like crab magas him so well. And he's like, he's like, whoa, why didn't you tell me you were awesome? It's like, yeah, would you listen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, definitely looking forward to part two in two more years. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's, it's so sad. We'll be I mean, here before we know it. I know. You're right. You're right. We just we just have to be patient, and it's not like we won't have anything else to watch between now and then. That's right. Plenty. There'll be nothing. Plenty. Just a couple things. <laughs> just a couple. Yes. yes. And, and we could go read the book. That's right. <sighs> Since been, you know, winter winter is not out yet. <laughs> yeah. Right. It won't be by then. <laughs> It will not be. That's so sad. My my uh my dad was arguing with me this weekend that uh, that the books are never coming out. You know, and I'm like, you know, and I'm like, well, dad, I'll just be optimistic and think that he's working on it. And he's like, no, he's not working no, on it. He should not. just admit that he's not working on it. I'm like, yes. dad, I, dad, I, I understand that. Now, right? I understand that that you believe he's not working on it, but. He doesn't have to admit if he's not working on it. It's okay. And he, you know, for all we know, he's not working on it right now, but he plans on working at it. And my dad's like, no, no, he's not even planning. He is like he's laughing himself into the grave, never ever planning on doing it. I'm like, look, yeah. you can li- you can live in that world. I will not live in that world. I will live in a different world. A world of optimism. In, <laughs> in one of our Game of Thrones podcasts from I forget if it was 2015 or 16, <sighs> yes. we said something about maybe next year the book will be that book the book six will be out and i laughed out loud when i came across that earlier today thinking wow how naive were we back in 2015 i was at a convention and someone uh, was on a panel and they and they were like in a roundabout way friends with george r R. martin and they were implying that that they had indications that like a manuscript was probably on its way. And so they were calculating like within four months, we would um, get like some word of a publication. And I guarantee, I think that I was, I was brought on to one of the geek girl soups to talk about Game of Thrones. And I probably at the time said, yeah, I think I've got like the inside scoop that we should, at the, before at the end of the year, I, I it, you know, it, it maybe I'm hallucinating that right now, but mm. I, I absolutely would have done something like that. And I would have believed that it was coming out. Yeah. Uh, nope, no, nope, nope. I mean, I hope I'm wrong, but on the other hand, it's been so long since I read the books and I'm not about to reread them. <laughs> Uh, that I, at this point, I just don't care. The show is over. We're going to do a rewatch next year. And so whatever. Well, yes, I'll read The next show the is coming movie. out next year too, right? Yeah. Uh, are, yeah. you, are, are you excited about House of the Dragon? Oh, mm. I'll, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, but I don't know. See, the, the benefit of that is that the, the period of time that that show will be handling the Targaryen civil war has been written, at least has been written about in fire and blood. So it's not like they will do several seasons and then 
they're waiting on George to tell them who wins the right. Targaryen Civil War. Where right. we know who wins the right. Targaryen Civil War. If, if you have a Game of Thrones, you can look in the appendices and you'll see who wins the, that, that uh, Civil War. Yeah. But, uh, but the stuff that goes on is going to be crazy. And so I am looking forward. That's cool. Yeah. See, he's, he doesn't have the sixth book yet because he's been working on all of this. Yes, you're, you're not wrong. You are not wrong because and on other books. When back I think he's when, published other things. Yes, back when um, we were talking that Winds Winter was coming out, that's when Elio Garcia and Linda were writing um, uh, the World of Ice and Fire, that big world book, mm-hmm. and and they and they asked him to kind of contribute some things, and, and they said, "Hey, can you give us like some, you know, like a couple thousand words on." this period of time and he said oh, i can do that and he wrote like a hundred thousand words and they're like we can't use all this and so <laughs> so he said oh well then i'll just massage it and i'll just publish it as fire and blood volume one so we could blame that that whole scenario because he was like desperate to write about westeros but not write about the Prince of winter and not conclusion Ugh. It's frustrating, but you know, I, I I don't want to get mad at him because you know he's he's brought me so much joy and pain. So yeah, he's made me feel that's rare. <laughs> you have an e chip, Pat. You really do. <laughs> it's functional. <laughs> Thank you so much for for joining us today, Pat. Thank you. Yeah, this was a delight. Thank you for having me on. Yay. So we will have you on another time to talk about more movies and shows and things. And until then, everyone, geek on. I hope you live.